Good afternoon. Welcome to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Another lovely Chico afternoon. And another lovely conversation coming up with my business friend, Scott Hubbard. Friend's a strong word. I have such a large volume of work on my desk that I honestly haven't had time to sit and prepare a real good business buzz with a bunch of notes and articles and topics and in order and all that like I try to normally do. So Scott was happy enough to volunteer to help me out today, even though he is a busy man. Man's a strong word. So I found the I found the page I was looking for, Scott. So we'll have plenty of topics. Well, why don't you why don't you lob the first one then, Harold? Should I lob the first sure, salvo? Let's hear it. God, I just holding. My so I told Scott since one. he's been my guest a couple times in the last month or so, I mentioned that hey, we need some new topics. So we each thought of a couple things, and I think we'll have a lot of fun today. Uh, they're sort of business related. Okay, mine are. I actually put thought into my topic. I'll tell you what, let's do yours first because mine's a little off topic, okay, so but just, it'll be fun. This, we'll do yours first, but let me share with the, with the group what I came. This is what I showed up here. Okay, with. what'd you bring? The Manchin-Schumer deal. Okay, know. I want to hear more about that okay, because yeah. I'm not aware. Okay. You do a financial tele a radio show. How do you not know that? Because I'm having the busiest tax season of my life and I'm trying to catch up every day. I... I can't watch that much news. So I'm, I'm looking forward okay. to that. What Nancy, other topics do Nancy you have? Nancy Pelosi visiting Taiwan and it crushing the Chinese uh, markets. Oh. They dropped. We got to figure out why that happened. And what was the third topic I brought? There was a- Cryptocurrency. Th- oh, the cryptocur- yeah, the SEC brings ele- uh, charges against 11 people for a $300 million Ponzi scheme involving a crypto platform called- Forsage. Oh, you know, I think the problem with cryptos is these platforms don't seem to be well regulated. And it's like a complete illusion that has absolutely no value in it. Yeah, like a brand new coin. Here's where I think... Here's where I think a lot of people got misled on the Bitcoin thing. No, we're not starting my topics. Now I want to hear what crazy (laughs) nonsense you brought to the show. Well... I was thinking I was thinking back to last time we talked, I think it was last week, and I mentioned to you the overriding problem of if if there is election fraud, and I'm not saying there is. Oh, okay. If there is, if there is, I'm trying to find out if Scott Hubbard or any listeners are aware of Executive Order 13848. You want to hear the title of it? Sure. Imposing certain sanctions in the event of foreign interference in a United States election dated September 12th, 2018. All right. Can I read you a little bit of this? I'd love to hear this. Because I've been reading about this for four years now, almost. Okay. Section one, not later than 45 days after the conclusion of a United States election, the director of national intelligence in consultation with the heads of any other appropriate executive departments and agencies shall conduct an assessment of any information indicating that a foreign government or any person acting as an agent of or on behalf of a foreign government has acted with the intent or purpose of interfering in that election. The assessment shall identify to the maximum extent ascertainable the nature of any foreign interference 
and any methods employed to execute it, the persons involved in the foreign government or governments that authorized, directed, sponsored, or supported it. The Director of National Intelligence said, shall deliver this assessment and appropriate supporting information to the President, Secretary of State, Treasury, Defense. Within 45 days of receiving the assessment and information described in Section 1A, that was what was above, the Attorney General and the Secretary of Homeland Security, blah, 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 shall deliver to the President, blah, blah, blah. All right, so... So, so what I'm saying is, now the punishments... That was, that was a Trump executive order. Yeah, Trump executive order. Okay. And see, in my opinion, he was aware that it was going to happen, and he let it happen. But this executive I would order... one step further and said he promoted it to happen. Well, he knew it was going to happen. What, he, what can you do? You can't stop it. You, you can... How could you... What do you think the uh, public would have done if he right, had to come out and said, wait, folks... We're not going to have this election because I know they're going to steal it. Here's How would that two, have gone over? Here's two thoughts that I have across running through my head. Um, I keep getting taken back to that instance where Trump said, Russia, if you're listening, you know, talking about asking Russia to get uh, Hillary Clinton's emails for whatever reason. And there have been in other instances where Trump overtly asked Russia for assistance in the election. And he doesn't do it. That's the beauty about Trump. None of this is clandestine. He does it entirely in public. It's like Michael Jackson and small children. You know, oh, that's just Michael. No, you know, there's something really <laughs> weird about that. No, I do have one quick <sighs> question while we're on this topic. Michael Jackson? You, no, no. No, we don't want to no, get you, on Michael you, Jackson. You brought it up. <laughs> Are you aware that the forensic people, and I can't remember the guy's name. You got to do more than that, pal. I can look it up later if okay. you need proof. All right. I, not, uh, this isn't your a, proof this, is, this is isn't like a court of law. This, this isn't a court of law. It's nuttier than squirrel okay. poop. All right. <laughs> now, do you know that somebody went in and proved that the email hack could not have happened overseas? It was a thumb drive transfer. Are you aware of that? Okay, when you say, and we talk about the email hack. The, the Hillary the Clinton Podesta emails that caused okay. all that trouble. I'm going to have to ask for names okay. and specific okay. facts Okay, this gives us I'm topics not, for our next, next time, yeah. Oh, it's so sweet I'll, you think there's yeah. going to be a next time. <laughs> no, I don't know. But, I'm just saying, honestly, I've, I've researched a lot, and all I'm saying, just like last week, I don't want to beat a, beat a dead horse, is uh, if there was a problem... We're in for major problems. That's okay. all I'm saying. Yep. Oh, and can that's, you answer that's me? True. One that's other, true. One other and thing. Even if there's not, you can't tell, you can't convince 30 to 40% or of the 70. population. 70% of the population do not subscribe to this <laughs> theory. <laughs> okay. All right. One related question to this whole exact thing we're talking about. Okay. Can you tell me why, if Russia is so evil and Ukraine is so innocent, can you tell me why there's no U.S. military presence anywhere near there? Okay. First off, I don't think Russia is evil. I uh, No, no. I'm saying I, that's what the yeah. news says. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's, and yeah. second, well, your your question presupposes certain... I'm leading. Yeah, I'm leading somewhere. I'm going to... That's just, a leading object, question, Judge. Object, <laughs> Your Honor. It calls for facts not in evidence. <laughs> assumes facts not in evidence. And I don't think Ukraine is all that good. I, I mean, don't either. 
I, I hear, I don't trust anything that comes out of Russia, and I don't trust anything that comes out of Ukraine. Both of them, again, squirrely as hell. Well, if, if this is so crucial to the future of the democracies of the world, why don't we have any kind of military going anywhere? Because... I have a theory, but you tell I, me yours first. All right. I have, I have two theories, is that I think that... Putin is rational. And I th believe that Putin knows if he attacks NATO, it's the end of Russia. And it's also the end of America and Europe and China and everywhere else on the planet. Because whether it's America, Europe, China, Russia, all of us understand that if you cross that bright line and threaten our existence— you put us into a corner. We have absolutely no choice but to use nuclear weapons, and we will. And there's not a leader, there's not a government, there's not a people in the world that would not, when backed into a corner, do that. So um, I think Putin has been very careful not to, uh, uh, not to attack NATO or get anywhere close to where he could suggest that he could attack NATO. And I think Biden... And Britain and Germany are working really hard not to directly attack Russia. Now, here's the problem with this strategy, though, the one that I absolutely cannot stand, is that a prolonged war is not in the best interest of Ukraine. Um, Russia has, more, has three times the people, three times the infrastructure, three times the economy, um, three times the military. Three times every well, military. I mean, if I launched, how am I, would I be worried if one out of every four weapons missiles that you fire on me doesn't explode when it lands? <laughs> Maybe, because <laughs> that means three of them are landing someplace and exploding. Right. But you know, it's just it's a protracted battle is not in the direct interest of of anyone. A prolonged battle's not. Protracted. No, I see you yeah, there, right? That, that, that's okay. And so, you know, when you have Biden say, I don't want you to attack Russia, Ukraine, um, I don't want you to fire our missiles into Russia, onto Russian soil, Ukraine, I don't want you to attack Russian troops in Belarus, uh, or Russian artillery in Belarus, Ukraine, you're basically telling Russia that they can do whatever they want on their own soil and Ukraine won't be able to stop them. And that's, that's basically telling Russia, move all your troops back, get long-range weapons, just bomb the hell out of Ukraine, and you know there's really nothing the Ukrainians can do about it. And that's just dumb. As a foreign right. policy, that is stupid. It is in our best interest. If we're really interested in protecting Ukraine, and I think that we should be interested in protecting Ukraine, it is in Ukraine's best interest to win the war as fast as you can, and the only way you can do that is give them as many weapons as they need to get the job done. And that's Ukraine versus Afghanistan. We gave Afghanistan everything. We gave them the military. We gave them the weapons. We gave them the training. We gave them the uniforms. We leave, they folded like a Walmart lawn chair. <laughs> you bring in, you'd same thing Ukraine. We gave the Ukrainians nothing when this started. We, they had no weapons, no artillery, no, you know, we gave them training and they 
fought. They fought for their country. How the heck can we turn our back on them now, knowing that you have someone who's literally fighting for their own existence? That was my question. Why haven't we sent in some troops to help them? Uh, we can't send the troops. We just can't. Every time, you know, every time an American gets captured or killed, it just gives them a captured is the worst. Killed, you know, yeah, right. it sucks for their family. Captured, it sucks for all of us. Because then they turn it in, uh, turn it into, you know, this big propaganda piece. But you cannot send in NATO troops to to Ukraine. You just can't. How about U.S. troops? Can't send U.S. troops. Why it's not? Just, you just can't. Moral, I mean, you're saying, you know, strategically, morally, you can't. But I'm saying, based on this EO I read, yeah, that legally he can't. Because we legal, send our, we send our troops everywhere. But I'm I'm of the opinion, and I'm I could be wrong, that this is a foreign interference in a U.S. election, and that this is not a real a this is not a real administration because of the interference in the election. Oh, poppycock! There's actually a how many the military many judges is in charge of devolution. How many judges have to tell you guys that the election wasn't stolen? How many courts? How many? Have to they throw? haven't heard. They haven't heard any evidence yet. Uh, they didn't make it past the straight face test. And you know what? A lot of them they did. Okay. Right. Do you remember what was the name of the of the Trump lawyer? Don't. Okay. At at the end of this at this first break, oh, yeah, this we're done with we're done with this topic. Oh, no, because, no. Okay. No, I'm, I'm going to end up arguing for 40 minutes. The and Trump I don't, lawyer I don't who said do that no reasonable person could believe that the election was stolen. That was her defense to a, a defamation lawsuit by the voting machine people. No reasonable person could believe what she was saying. And it's All in right. filed I, under I'm the not, penalty of perjury. I'm not saying it's true. I'm saying that oh. you've read a lot on your side i've read a lot on my side one of these days we'll bring we'll bring paperwork and we'll have a discussion but yeah that's gonna sound real fun yeah i'm I'm not into it (laughs) business buzz is supposed to be a pleasant uplifting part of people's afternoons i'm having a blast i don't know what you're talking about we're gonna move on to a different subject after this uh upcoming break so i want to talk about one of your subjects after the break, what do you want to talk about? I want to talk about why it's in, why Ukraine caught no, changed not everything. Ukraine. You, why it changed everything? Because China now with China, no one thought China would invade uh, Taiwan because it was a mature, established, basically. Pardon the per. It was. Could, a, I, could I ask you a favor? What between now and the next time we get together? Yeah. Can you watch something other than CNN? No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I started watching Vindicators too. It was done by Rick and Morty's um, creator. Is that oh, a movie? Vindicators? They took a 30 minute, 20 minute cartoon and broke it into two minute segments. It's awful. My break has, <laughs> my break has arrived. We'll be right back on Business Buzz. We're going to start Maybe. talking business. Maybe. Thanks. <laughs> The Journey Diaries with author and speaker Renee Swope. Our neighborhood architectural committee had left us a notice letting us know that our paint was peeling and that we needed to do something about it within 30 days. Needless to say, we were up on ladders a few weeks later, and the more I scraped, the more the paint peeled, and the more I realized that we really did need to do some repairs. Instead of being frustrated, I was thankful that they were willing to take the time and let us know that we needed to do some maintenance. And then I thought to myself, you know, it's when I'm willing to let God and my girlfriends get up close and personal that they see 
things in my life that need repair. Maybe it's my attitude towards my husband or my impatience with my kids. And I just realized that I'm thankful that I've got a Lord and a Savior and good girlfriends around me that are willing to speak into my life and let me know when they see areas of my life that need some repair. The Journey Diaries with Christian author and conference speaker Renee Swope from Biblica at Biblica.com. Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM. For an engine to start, quite a few things have to happen with split-second timing. Many things can happen perfectly, but if one small thing doesn't work, our radio station is much the same way. We can have all the right teaching and talk programs, we can be broadcasting to thousands, but if one crucial element is missing, it just doesn't work. That element is your financial support of our programs, regular financial support, and prayer support. We depend on it. With you standing behind us, everything will run just fine. You're listening to Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA, having a having a fun afternoon with my friend and uh, friends. A strong word after that last segment. Local local <sighs> business person Scott Hubbard. Uh, him and I went to law school together. I've known him over 20 years. Isn't that awful? The length of time. It is. It's, it's pretty it's, sad. It's 25 years, Harold. 20. Over- yeah, it's 26 since we started, <sighs> and 22 since we graduated. Yeah. Geez. Scott went on to get his. Uh, Bar passed, and he practiced the law for quite a while. Until he retired. I went on to not pass the bar, and I stayed I a CPA. begged him to take the bar. I would love to be, have been an attorney, but for a struggling guy with a small child and a family, it's hard to take a whole summer off to study. I've met your family. It's not that hard. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. Uh, it's not that big of a family either. Not anymore. Now your son's, God, he got his PhD from yeah. UCI and wound up where? Wound up in... Uh, Jackson, Mississippi, as a professor of economics. And he's loving it, and he moved into a nice new house that he bought all by himself, and you know, he's doing real, great. Real estate is remarkably affordable. Yeah, all in, of a sudden. Oh, in, in Mississippi. Jackson, in Mississippi. The thing about this is that uh, the, the market where he's at, in the 08 crash where California lost 30% or more and all that, the Jackson, Mississippi, which is the closest city to him, it lost about 10% of the value, but the suburbs of Jackson where he lives only lost about 3% of the real estate value back in 08. That's pretty good. So he's even if he loses a little bit, he's, he's not going to hurt. So I wouldn't recommend any young person buy a house in California right now. But back there, I think it's okay. My, you know, my brother and I think that real estate's about to take a tumble. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's, I mean, especially it's, in California. Well, it's just basic math. If you're, if you have to pay more in interest payments, right? You can't afford as much you house. Know, you right. can't afford as much house. Now, isn't it true though that the mortgage rates have dropped a little lately because of the no. ten year going down? I was, I was watching. And for the record, I don't watch CNN. I watch CNBC. Well, that's okay CNN. until the business part ends and the news starts. On CNBC? Yeah, they have, late they have at night. a news section? Um, I was watching it with my son when he was home, and about 1 a.m., the thing switches over to the, you know, the news desk, and it's like you're watching, um, you know, who's that, who's that girl on CNN? 
the female on CNN, not CNN on MSNBC. Might be MSNBC, the, the dark, the dark-haired female, oh, Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow. Yeah. It was almost like listening to her. I'm not a fan. Yeah. So anyway, um, what were we just talking? Oh, so mortgages. Yeah. Here's what's weird: the Federal Reserve. Oh, we talked about that. The Federal Reserve raised 75 basis points. Yeah. But the but the 10 year rate went down. So you were saying it's because it was built in. Oh, the yeah. expectation was already built in. Yeah. They everyone's expecting. Although you know. Today, they talked about the market took another hit, and it's just- maybe The stock market? Yeah. Maybe it's not baked in. You know, maybe maybe it's still a pretty jittery market. Well, what I'm talking about is the bond market. Why, did, why does the 10-year bond ratio uh, rate return go down because no when other rates are supposed to be going no up? No one's seen this before. You know, no one's, no one's seen a recession, and I'll put that in little air quotes, um, where you've had 2 to 3% unemployment. I mean, it's it's unheard of, and so, you know, who knows what's gonna what's gonna happen? And you see, you see, you see volatility in the markets. You yeah. see volatility in the bonds. You see volatility everywhere. Well, the problem is in a long term chart, the bonds have been going up for forty years without much of a dip at all. The rates have been going down for forty years without a dip at all. Now, if the rates turn around. The problem people have is that all of their financial advisors have never seen a market where bonds go down. No one's seen it. And everybody always says, oh, that's okay. You got 40% in bonds. You're safe. It's like, whoops, now their bonds and their stocks are declining. Well, the first, when I got my master's in finance, they said- Where'd you get that from? Indiana University. Okay. I just wanted to- Top 20 program. Nice. So yeah, that's right. I'm not just a pretty face. I got a brain in this head. And they said that you had, uh, there's when you're buying your stocks, when you're doing portfolio, you want two things. You want to protect yourself against individual companies tanking. So you invest in index funds. Right. But you have to get like the right index funds because some index funds- Are still weighted too are heavily. Are still weighted. You right. know, you want one that does a one-for-one -one ratio for everything and doesn't charge a high fee. Right. And there's like a few of them out there. But you also want to protect yourself if the, if the market itself- goes down. Right. And in those instances you get the you get the treasuries. Right. So it's 75 80% index funds, right. 25 20% treasuries. Right. Well, now it's like everything's going everything's down. going up, down, sideways. Right. No one no one knows what the market's doing. So what do you do? You invest in canned food and shotguns. You start looking for passports to Australia, which for the record is still low inflation. So, oh, you know. So since the last time we talked, have you done any more research on Australia? I love Australia. My wife doesn't want to go. I've been looking at the the Kimberley region. That is the north west Australia. It is That's got to be the most desolate. It is as outback as you can get. It is the size of Oregon with the population of Oroville. Wow. How do you how do you, you know, the biggest city- Does it have coastline? It does, and a beach. Surfing, Dang surfing? straight. The biggest, you know, the biggest city is Broome, and it has 14,000 people. The second business, or second big, second and third biggest have 4,000 and 3,000 people, respectively. Wow. So you're looking at like 20,000 people. How do you, you know, I hate people. Are there farms and ranches and mining, cattle? Mining, mining. Oh, mining. Diamonds? Mm. Uh, Gold? 
gold. You know, it's definitely it's definitely the old west mining towns. Oh wow! And so Broom, the Broom uh, has been around. It's been around since the since the thirties. Heck, the Japanese bombed it. Oh, so you know, but. Hmm. I keep thinking if if things go south, where would I want to hunker down and just? You'd want to go south. I would want to go where there's no people, no, you know, nothing. No targets. Nothing that's anyone would want to nuke. Right. You know, nothing that wants to bomb. Who wants to bomb us? So, so fifteen we, people. So you got your bachelor's degree in UC Santa Cruz. I did. Politics. Did you surf when you were there? <sighs> Because okay. you were a swimmer, I know that. I am a crappy surfer. I mean, I could get up on a board and, um, you know, go a little. A little ways, yeah. But there were kids out there just, just devastatingly good. And it right. was embarrassing for me out there. <laughs> and I- You could have done it if you hadn't wanted to put in the time. My brother and I, when we would, when we would boogie board or surf, we would go out to, um, we grew up in Makaha. In on Oahu, which is a hardcore surfing beach, and uh, we grew up on those waves. And some of those waves were so big that, uh, just to put it in context, you couldn't go up and over them; you had to go under. And when we would go under them, it would be like blue water, blue water, blue water, blue water, black. And that's the wave on top of you because there's so much water above you. The sunlight wasn't piercing. So basically you get pushed down about 50 feet under the oh, surface. Oh, not 50, but probably 20. 20. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, uh. Did you ever, ever have any close calls where you no, felt be- like you weren't going to make it? No, because I, uh, yeah, but not that beach. Mm-hmm. Um, I could hold my breath for three minutes. Oh. Like. Is that like, part of being a swimmer? You need to do that? Or? No, my brain doesn't require oxygen. So, you know. I can tell based on that <laughs> first segment. You may, okay, you can't freaking do that to me, pal. Yeah. I, you, I can't you, ban the discussion and then bring it up. not all right, to talk right. about it. Don't so talk long. about it. I won't talk about I'm it anymore. I'm not talking to you anymore. Now, what was that other <sighs> subject you mentioned? Or, oh, I know. China or the crypto. The crypto. Let's talk about the crypto. It's a Ponzi scheme. Here's my thing about cryptos. It's a Ponzi. I am going to say how I feel. When Bitcoin was the big deal. It's still a Ponzi. Some people made a lot of money. The real BS and the whole thing, in my opinion, is they keep saying how, oh, there's a finite amount of Bitcoin. No. Well, the problem is there was not a finite amount of other coins that everybody put their money into. There's like a million coins sucking up all the money. It's not there is the problem. It's air. You know, it's, it's at least with the dollar. And don't get me wrong, you know, the dollar is based on people's faith in the United States government to continue surviving and paying off its debts. Right. When that's gone, the dollar is gone. Right. And quite frankly, I'm not entirely convinced on that myself. You know? Well, that'll be a great way that we can start the next segment. <sighs> Stay tuned to Business Buzz. We'll be right back. How do believers overcome? Here's David Hawking. We're going to be overcomers in a way we never dreamed possible. When we are resurrected, we will overcome all of the body's natural tendency to not be what we once thought it should be. More about being true overcomers because of the Lord. This week on Hope for Today. Tune in for Hope for Today weekdays at 8 a.m. here on KKXX. 
What is not a characteristic of Christian love? Alistair Begg explains. Jesus is calling for a love for people that is in no way related to the lovability, if you like, of those whom we are to love. It's not that we look at them and go, oh, this is a lovely person. No, it is not on account of their attractiveness or on account of their merit. Listen Wednesday to Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Empowering people out of poverty, helping kids and communities to shine. There's nothing quite like it. At World Vision, we've seen what happens when a child gets clean water or nutritious food, when she feels safe, gets to learn in a classroom, or discovers that she has infinite worth. Together, we're working to help every kid everywhere grow into who God created them to be. Reach out with us today and help people change their own lives for good. Learn more at worldvision.org. The only radio station I listen to, I really don't have any desire to listen to anything else. Keeps my thoughts on good things, especially with all the garbage that's out there in the world. The positive attitude that it has. Face it, a lot of things are vying for your time, your mind, and your heart. But we as a radio station have a major role in keeping people's minds focused on the important, eternal things. That's why more people listen than ever, and why more people like you are giving to the station. And for that, we want to say thanks. It's really spiritually filled me when I needed it. Tell your friends about Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I believe we were talking about the giant Ponzi scheme of cryptocurrencies. No, we weren't. What were we talking about? I don't know, but that's I think just it was. boring as heck. So, well, the main <laughs> thing about those is, um, you know, Bitcoin was finite amount of Bitcoin. It's not. But there's an infinite amount of coins for um, people to throw their money into. Unless you're actually minting Bitcoin... There's, you know, it's not a finite amount of The that. only good thing I can say about cryptos is for people who are hooked on day trading and, you know, instantaneous short-term profit and loss trading, I think they're having a lot more fun than with stocks. They can go on those, those places for their uh, altcoins like Ethereum and all day long the thing's Jesus zipping Christmas. up and down. And if they learn how to trade, they can make money. It's... You might as well take all their cash and put it on red. It's 50-50. Right. You know, because like I said before, when you have the United States government, when you buy a dollar, then, you know, if what will that get you? Well, we've taken it to the bank. They'll give you another dollar unless you exchange it for another currency. That's right. Like when, you know, when Nixon got us off the gold standard, right. which, you know. That was like, kind of the beginning of the end. Or, you know. The acknowledgement that it's ridiculous that the only reason something has money is I dig gold out of the ground, move it over here, and put it back into the ground. You know, it's that's nuts. But but look at all the. Well, I'm not going to get into that whole thing, but I do want to discuss one other topic well, that just popped the, into my head. Let's finish <laughs> the Bitcoin because okay. when you get Bitcoin, you know, it's like a dollar. You're 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 basically having faith in. The value that if I turn in this yeah, Bitcoin, it's almost you'll give like me a dollar. Bitcoin. Yeah, like a paper dollar. And then there's nothing backing it up. Right. You know, it's, that's what they found out. The the coins that were supposed to always be worth a dollar. Yeah. They went under a dollar because they were not backed up by money. Are you talking about the United States or? No, I'm talking about the way like money markets have to stay at a dollar. Yeah. 
there was a bunch of coins that were set up as those kind of coins where they were always worth one dollar. Yep. And they busted the dollar because they didn't have what they said they had in in reserve. Yep. And so the coins are disappearing. Right. And they're going down. And you know, so all of a sudden you have a billion dollar market. Now it's only five hundred thousand or five hundred million. Right. And so my Bitcoin, which is worth a dollar, is now only worth fifty cents. Which I'll be perfectly frank, fifty cents is generous because things only have value if you assign value to them. Once people start realizing there's nothing backing up Bitcoin, no companies, no governments, no minerals, those things are going to hit the ground like a freaking, you know, a ton of bricks. And people are going to say, oh, gosh, you know, I don't know what you're talking about, Scott. I just bought this luxury yacht off of Bitcoin sales. You know, no, it's, you know, you convince someone to buy your Bitcoin because that someone had value, because that someone thought the Bitcoin had value. When right. there's no value to the Bitcoin anymore, the someones are going to dry up and you're going to get hosed. I would run screaming from Bitcoin. Except the people who bought it at a penny and sold it at 10000 or whatever. It's just like Madoff. You know, people oh. got into that Madoff. Early. Early. Yeah. Boy, they made off like bandits. Right. You know, they right. were practically stealing money away. So what was the other topic you wanted to talk about? I've got about? a quick conspiracy theory. You want to hear it? <sighs> just one? Just one quick Let's hear one. it. <laughs> First, I'm going to ask if you've ever experienced this. Have you ever played blackjack at a casino? No, but my father was a card counter. Okay. Okay, then you understand 21. I do. Okay. So have you ever played playing card games at home like bridge or hearts or anything? Pinnacle. Okay. Do you know that the bicycle decks have a white border around the card edge? Do you know that? Yes. Okay. Do you know that the B decks have a diamond shape all the way to the end of the card? Okay. Okay. They don't have a border. All right. Do you know why every casino deals the B card style? And I'll bet your dad, if he was here, could expl- could back me yeah, up on this. Because dad was all into the probabilities. Right. Well, yeah. here's the problem. The probabilities when I play is that the probability of the dealer, when I have 20 and the dealer flips over a 16 and pops a 5, that probability is not scientific. And I want to tell you why. Because with the B cards... If they're holding the top, if they're holding the five on top, one quarter inch away from the other card, with the B style cards, you can't see the border. If they were using bicycle cards, when they pull that five back a quarter inch, you would see the double border. But with the B cards, you can't see that border. The dealer holds a five on Are top. Are you saying that the dealer's cheating? Yes, the dealer holds a five on top. They can do it in whenever they feel like they need to. They don't do it every time. But that's why they use B cards instead of bicycle. And I just wanted to let everybody know that. That is a pretty scandalous accusation. Yeah. Where did you pick that one up? I've <clears throat> I've studied and read and uh, I was oh, a card no, 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 no. I you're, was a card counter myself. You're gonna have to give me some some come on, let's hear it. I'll just let's let's go to a casino. Let's see what kind of cards they're I, dealing. I, correlation and causation are not the same thing, my friend. You know that. Just because they have a diamond back doesn't mean you st- don't suck it. It's because they have no border. Huh? It's because they have no border. Okay. It's possible not to have a border and you still suck at blackjack. Yeah. yeah, The two are like not mutually exclusive. No, no, I could. I'm not saying I'm a great blackjack player. I'm saying that the proportionate amount of times dealers pop a five at the wrong time is way above 
statistical. It's way above the standard deviation. You know, I. Uh, you know, I, I love a good conspiracy. I just don't know what to think about that one. <laughs> okay. That's that's just, <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Next topic. You got any more business topics? How about China's economy or stock market tanking because they had a white hot hissy over Nancy Pelosi visiting? I didn't read about that. Was that today or yesterday? Today, yeah. Uh, now, did she actually go to she Taiwan? She actually stopped in Taiwan. And have they done anything about it yet? Uh, oh, this, this is a joke. Okay. So just for the readers who, or listeners who don't have some, don't have background on this one, Congress visits China or Taiwan, the little, yeah, the little island, little island that China says it's theirs. Um, okay. Well, let's, let's take it even back even further. Um, there used to be a government in China, the communists took over and that government Flees to is that this, Ho, was that Ho Chi Minh? I don't no, that's know. Vietnam. That's Vietnam. Ding dong. Chiang Kai Shek. I don't. Whatever. I, I was I a stamp remember. collector. I've seen the names. So they they the existing government sails over to Taiwan, this little island off the coast, sets up their government in exile, and people said, "This is China. That's not China over there. That big con- continent. That's off not China. That's not China. We're China. This is China. Yep. And in the 19- so it was started by a former Chinese government. Yep. And so. Richard Nixon in the 70s said, this is nuts, that's China, you're not China, you can be anything but China, that's China over there. And over the years, we've developed this policy where China has always said, Taiwan, this little island off its coast, this is a part of China. There's one China, and there's not two Chinas, there's one China, it's the one China policy. And every president since Nixon has paid lip service to this one China policy. And so, um, you know, and we have said in the past, China and Taiwan can, can join. They can, they can reunify, but you can't do it by force. And Biden explicitly said, if you invade, China, if you invade Taiwan, China, we will defend Taiwan. And in this case, unlike Ukraine, we're legally bound to defend Taiwan, but to what extent is kind of like from some agreement? Like from China, like there's like an a agreement. Law. There's a law that specifically says China invades Taiwan. We have to defend them. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean we give them weapons, or does it mean we? Well, you send mean that's troops? a U.S. law? That's the U.S. law. So, do we send weapons, or do we send troops? Do we bomb China? Right. And so, there's always been some gray area there. Biden eliminated the gray area. They said, what did he say? He said, uh, we will send U.S. troops to defend, to defend Taiwan. And his staff like immediately backed it up. But again, to return to our original topics, it had everything to do with Ukraine. Because a month before uh, Russia invaded Ukraine, there was a sit-down meeting between uh, President Putin and Xi of China and they basically came up with a plan that Russia was going to invade uh, Ukraine, Ukraine using the exact same language that China would use to invade Taiwan. Uh, Ukraine has always been a part of Russia. It is not an independent state. We are going in. And that's when it went off the rails where he said, I'm going to denazify this government and blah, 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 blah. But it was the exact same justification that Ukraine used or uh, China, China would right. use to invade so now all of a sudden, everyone looks to Ukraine and says, wow, 
if Russia could invade Ukraine, China could absolutely invade Taiwan. And we start freaking out, and that's causing China to freak out, you know, because she has always wanted to get his little fingers on on Taiwan. And now that that uh, people are behaving behaving like there's going to be a military invasion, we might actually force him to invade militarily. And so fast forward to Nancy Pelosi, who's never liked China, doesn't like their record on human rights, decides she's going to give China the finger and stop off in Taiwan. Now, it's not the first time. Gingrich did it in the 1996, and congressional people visit Chi uh, Taiwan all the time. But after everything that's gone on, it was just a bridge too far for Taiwan and so, or for China, and so they had a white hot hissy, and because of it, their stocks dropped. Oh, which, like because there might be trouble in China. Yep, and so you know this being business brief, and I like, promise that like, I like, would, like there might be boycotts on Chinese business, like boycotting Chinese. Yep. Yeah. Everything. And so China... It'd be hard to boycott Chinese, though. It's impossible. We cannot give... We need our, we need our medicine. <laughs> we, we, we need our cheap goods. And there goes the finger. All right, we got our, <laughs> we've got our final break. I got an interesting topic to ask Scott about. Yeah, I'll be right back. Pacific Justice Institute, this is The Legal Edge, defending your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. Here's Brad Vegas. Pacific Justice Institute is suing the California Director of Social Services and the California Attorney General on behalf of three California churches. Foothills Christian Church, The Grove Church, and San Diego Journey Community Church are challenging the licensing mandate of the California Child Daycare Act. The licensing mandate would monitor religious teaching and waive the Bill of Rights for churches, employees, and parents. Folks, these church plaintiffs only seek to continue the centuries-old faith-based practice of children's ministry, free from the regulatory scheme that imposes a substantial burden on the free exercise of religion. BJI provides legal representation without charge. Get exclusive email updates by registering for The Legal Insider at pji.org. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. I had no idea how hard it would be and what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Arm's length. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Glad you're able to spend part of your Chico afternoon with me and my guest Scott Hubbard, and we were talking about Ukraine. So I, I don't mean to blindside him, but I'm sure he'll know what I'm talking about. 
Do you know the history of how Zelensky was, quote, installed? Oh, you got to be kidding. Here we go. <laughs> Seriously? Do you believe that was a free and fair election? I do. Okay. okay. End of topic. <laughs> really? Yeah. Seriously, the man... Wasn't that the same year... What? Beg me in the break not to not to talk about Ukraine. The turd has brought it up three times now. Three I keep thinking times. Of, I keep thinking of things I'm interested in. Oh. So I believe it was around the same summer that Muammar Gaddafi told everybody that he was going to back. Okay. The, hang on, hang on. He was going to back oh, the Libyan goodness. currency with gold. Oh. And guess what happened? Guess what happened? Guess what happened? Guess what happened? We went in and brought democracy to Libya. And guess what happened? <sighs> the gold got heisted away from Libya's treasury. Oh, I was Do you remember that one? So blame thieves before I'd blame a, a Oh my god, what is wrong with you? Know, you know there's a famous bumper sticker from <sighs> from that what was that called the summer of the Egyptian Islam? Summer. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And the famous bumper sticker is be nice to the United States or we'll bring democracy to your country. I seem to, rec you know, <laughs> I recall someone saying, why, why, why uh, Libya? And it was like. It was the gold. No, they said they won the lottery. You know, they won the, <laughs> the revolution, the Civil War lottery. Right. Frankly, I think that me personally, I, I think what happens is when, you know, the Sud let's just pick any random country, the Sudan, Darfur region. Uh, you know, pick a country that's going into a civil war. If they haven't, if they haven't given us in the finger in the past, we really don't care. But you know, someone like Muammar Gaddafi or Saddam Hussein or some the Taliban. Oh, and we that, how about that for a topic? God, that was hilarious. What happened? They they. Killed, I haven't been watching the news. Oh, I've been working too much. Okay, the number two for the Taliban, behind... Behind the number one. Yeah, I forget his name, but they called him Glasses. His code name, both in America... Oh, was he the one who blew up the World Trade Center or yeah. something? Yeah. You know, like the uh, the guy who masterminded. When we leave Afghanistan, they said, okay, we're leaving, but Taliban, you have to promise us no Al-Qaeda... Yeah, You're no monkey gonna, business. Yeah, they said, got it. Yep, no monkey business there. Four months later, the number two Al-Qaeda person moves into the swank penthouse in Kabul. And, you know, glasses, the number two guy. It's just like setting up shop in in uh, Afghanistan, despite the Taliban's promise. Wow, what a surprise. Taliban lied to us. You know, despite the promise that they weren't going to allow it to happen, absolutely allowed it to happen. So what did the CIA do? They sent over a drone, waited for the guy to stand out on his balcony, and then blew up the balcony. Yeah, I did hear something Guy's about that. Guy's gone, you know? And the Taliban, did they did they have a white-hot hissy over it? Nope. Because we're they're using our funds that we originally gave to the to the Afghanistan government that they removed. They're using our funds and they need us. And they got caught with their hand in the cookie jar. So as far as they're concerned, nope, don't know anything about it. Don't have any comment about it. Absolutely nothing. Interesting. Yeah. So no. Ukraine, I don't think uh, I think it was a, I think it was a spontaneous revolution or civil, let's just say, ah, you know what, let's call that, call it for what it is. I think it was a spontaneous civil war. And I think that if given a choice between going to the West or going towards Russia, they saw where it was heading and they went, they said, we think Russia, 
tinkered around with our last election, which, you know, not an uncommon accusation for Russia. And for the record, not an uncommon accusation for America, too. Uh, we think Russia tinkered around with our election. You, current president, you're gone. We're bringing in someone else. And one of the talk is that uh, if Kiev fell in the current Russia-Ukrainian war, Putin was going to bring that old president back to sign an accord merging back uh, to Russia. Back to yeah. Russia. And the fact that Kiev didn't fall was really a, a thorn in, you know, that that plan never came right. to fruit. But I think, you know, I no one cares about the little Mickey Mouse third world countries. It's when you start, it's when first world, and I use that, you know. Right, we know what you mean, the yeah, major economy. You've got to be yeah. so politically correct now. But when you have first world countries invading other first world countries, that's when people really, that's when the globe starts saying, no, you can't do that. No one gives a patoot if you invade Iraq, Iran, Syria, Afghanistan, any country ending, ending in a stand for that matter. Right. But you go after Ukraine, which, you know, thriving first world European country. You go after Taiwan, thriving first world Asian country. That's when, that's what I think we're seeing right now is that there is a group of nations that have gotten together that said, we're not going okay with this. We're not okay with you invading Eastern Europe. We're not okay with you invading uh But Ukraine Asian was countries. not a NATO country. It wasn't. And because it used to be part of Russia. It like five hundred years ago. Yeah. And we used to Alaska We used, used to, to be part of Mexico. Alaska used to be part of Russia too. Right. So let's just see how well that that argument <laughs> plays out. Pal. So I I got another <sighs> before we before we run out Before of time. Before I literally walk over there and start hitting you with my shoe. No, I, wa <laughs> I wanted to hear some more of your insights. What do you think would happen if the BRICS nations, which is... We, Britain, you know, Russia... No, Brazil. Uh, Br Brazil, Brazil, Russia, Russia India, India, China, China Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, yep. What no, if, not Saudi Arabia, South America. No. Yeah, it's, it's not a South Africa, South Africa. South Africa, you're That's right. That's it, South Africa. But, but uh, Saudis might join. Yep. So my question is, honestly... If they came out with a trade note or currency that was, say, 40% backed by gold and 40% backed by oil or something like that, don't you think a lot of countries would no. rather accept no. that currency than the no. U.S. dollar? No. Why? Two reasons. Number one, um, no one trusts those countries. But there, if, if the currency okay. was backed. And here's number two. They don't trust each other. India and China are borderline on a shooting war. I know, and right, Japan hates China too. Right now, over this, over this, and if you think cryptocurrency, no one has faith in cryptocurrency. No one absolutely has any faith in in the dictatorships you find in China or Russia. I mean, I I've said this to you before. I'll say it again. Dictatorships, dictators love being dictators, but they don't love leaving their money with other dictators. Uh, look at what happened with Pablo Escobar. You know, he he was a, a fantastic drug lord, made lots of money, billions and billions. I mean, he he shot through millions of dollars every year, like hundreds of millions of dollars every year, just buying rubber bands to wrap, to wrap his, up his billions stuff. of dollars in. And he put all of his money in Panama. And what did 
Bush the, and Bush didn't. No, Bush and what happened was the what was the name of that general or that? Military? Oh yeah, Noriega. Noriega. What did Noriega do? He nationalized the banks and took all the money. You know, Pablo Escobar. Escobar lost billions of dollars. Yeah, but then we had to go in and invade Panama when he did that. Yeah, it was like the Special Olympics for the military. We didn't have to do that. Well, it just he was he was getting we. You know, it's like Grenada. No one, no one. No one, no one gives cares. a flying no whatever. One, no one cares about these things. It's, it's, no one cares if you invade Nicaragua. No one cares if you invade Grenada. No one cares if you invade Iraq, Afghanistan, you know, Yemen. But you pick a first world country with cafes and, and well-designed. Yeah, I know. I'm tired too. No, no. I'm just, <laughs> I've been working way too much. I this, know. Believe it or not, this is actually my fun for the day. Is it? Yeah. I'm working too much. Boy, you need a better definition. <laughs> I should retire. I should have retired early, you need like a better you. Better definition of recession and a better definition of fun, pal. Because this is. So I got to find out if uh, if there's any. Uh, does Rock and Brews have any new concert scheduled or Not, anything? Not I, right now. I don't know. I'm I'm tired too. It's just been. You just want to go to Australia. I do. I really, truly do. No, honestly, if you decide you really want to go and your wife decides she really doesn't want to, what's going to happen? I would stay. Okay, that's a, good, know, I, that's a good answer. I am such a horrible husband. I mean, there's really, my wife won't even listen to me on the radio. And, <laughs> you know, she just, he laughs, but. Yeah. No, I know. Hey, I've been married a long uh, time, too. I she can't stand I, the sound of my voice, my I, smells. I can't, my Can't live with him, can't live without him. hair, hates my beard. And, you know, despite all of it, God, I can't do better. Jeez. That's the thing. If you, <laughs> if you stay together, there's a reason. So, yeah. And this being a Christian radio station, we have to encourage that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Boy, that's another one. You're just going to softball it in there. It's Isn't just... that what Henry VIII did? Didn't he destroy the church that wouldn't let him get a divorce? Didn't destroy it, but separated yeah. you know, from the, from from the, the Roman Vatican. Catholic. Yeah. yeah, said, nope. Church of England, I'm in charge. It right. comes back to dictators, you know. And is that still in effect, the Church of England? It is. That's why the whole thing about um, uh, Queen Elizabeth's mother or father inherited the throne. You know, um, God, what was that movie? Oh, yeah. The, the um, King's, uh, no, speech. Uh, King's speech. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. His, her dad. Her, her father right. inherited it because the... Well, the, the other guy walked away. He did. The one because, with the girlfriend. Because he was in charge of the, the he was the head of the Church of England. Uh-huh. And he can't, you can't have a divorcee, which, you know, let's be honest. If British sound great, but they're just as racist as we are. So are the Aussies. Aussies at least own it. Right. That's, I don't if, mind you being racist. If I, you fess up to it. I, I, you know, I'll poke fun at anyone, gender, race, nationality. Weight, I'll well, not weight so much. I, yeah, if I don't do weight, but gender, nationality, I'll I'll poke fun at darn near religion. Anything. Religion, especially that's religion. a fun you one can't... because religion is even though your parents may have a religion, a religion is not a it's not a something you're born with. It's something you choose. No, yeah, my friends are Catholics. My my wife's Mormon. I send my kids to an Adventist school. I get real. I get a healthy dose of religion. I have absolutely no qualms making fun of religion. <laughs> Did it's, you go to church as a kid? I didn't. And you know, I I have a real hard time with with religions in general, but like the concepts behind them. But I love the communities that they sponsor. 
Right. Like Joseph Smith. I'm, you know, not entirely certain I believe in the, in the golden right, in tablets. The, right, in God talking to them and all at, that. But look at what they've done. Look at the church. Look at, like, the sense of community. They're always there for each other. They are, they, you know, they And if you're food. Mormon and you get old, you get supported, right? And, well, within reason, of course. Yeah. I mean, they'll show up and help you move, but don't right. expect them to give, them, give you sponge baths on a daily basis. So that's, you know, I look at the, I look, the Adventist, I'm, you know, they believe the world ending too. It didn't. But look at the good they, they've created. Not only... Uh, the sense of community, but the sense of health, uh, health care. That's a big deal for the Adventist church, making sure you eat healthy, you, you know, people, I don't know, take care right. of each other. Right. And gosh, there's value to that. There absolutely is. And I know as a little liberal, Democrats have a really hard time with churches in general. I don't have a problem with churches. I don't have a problem with Christianity. I don't have a problem with religions. Um, some of the origins you and I probably have some chuckles over, but no, the community themselves, I fully support. And I think those, I think that there's some good there. And I mean, don't, don't most religions have the same basic premise of their start? Some holy pregnancy kind of thing? I don't know. Isn't Muhammad like that too? Uh, you know, there's, they all have... Ignorance. I don't want to insult religions because I'm ignorant. I really don't know all about um, them. Islam and, uh, and uh, Judaism and Christianity, they all come from Abraham in one form or another. Okay, it's sounds good. From that part, though. Next time, maybe we'll discuss the Bible. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. I don't Thanks for listening to for Business this. Buzz. I hope we covered some business There's today. There's not going to be a I'll next time if we talk about...